This is Kanzenshu, the podcast, episode 294 for the week of April 8th, 2012. Hey, hey, welcome to Kanzenshu, the podcast, an extension of the all encompassing Dragon Ball fan site. There you go. It's very oh, tough. Oh, gosh, it's tough. It's going to be so hard. We cover anything and everything Dragon Ball in hopes of enlightening and a little bit of entertaining. My name is Mike Vegito EX, the continuing host of this here show, this here podcast. What I love is that this is the first official Kanzenshu numbered podcast episode. And who is joining me? Not someone from the site. Just Mary. Just me. Just me. Just Mary. I'm a faithful supporter. I was there when you you flip the switch to the new site. That's right. Rebranding right. goodness. All new, all different, and yet pretty much the same. And like this very show. Much the same. That's right. That's right. We're going to continue onward. You know what to expect. Uh, I don't think we're going to say a whole lot about the fact that we switched over to Consensio. Hopefully by now you've heard our special diary podcast episode. That was the episode we had last week to hold you over while we were busily, frantically working, switching over to our new site. It is for reals. It continues onward as Consensio. I keep wanting to attack the EX. After it. That's the hardest part, especially when we did the intro and we had to say the website name. I'm like, uh-huh. I keep wanting to go, Kanzenshu EX. People have asked us about that, and the EX was always extraneous. It had nothing to do with anything, and it didn't fit with a combination of the two names. And we were talking about, is the podcast going to be EX, like an extension, extra part? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. But it didn't... That would be cute. Uh, it didn't really make much sense. Keep simple branding. Well, poop. So, Mary, thank you for joining me here. It's good to be here. You and I, we um, we have a chill episode for you this week. We've got great news because it's been two weeks since we handled news. And a topic that folks have wanted us to do for a long time have been retro video game reviews. We're going to dive into that territory, but we're going to talk less about the game itself and more about kind of the culture of the time back in very, very late 1997. The death of Dragon Ball for several years. Although it was just coming into its own over here in the United States. Yeah, depends on who you ask. We're going to talk about Final Bout for a bit, but again, less about the game itself, more about kind of stories and things that were going on. It was an exciting time in a variety of ways. And I want to talk about that. I love diving into the olden days with you. Okay, let's let's see if I can remember those olden days. I made notes. Hopefully we'll jog your memory a little bit. That is our plan for this episode. But of course, we have news. We have, uh, I guess we do releases and all that stuff. I didn't look any up. Maybe I'll do that at some point. Yeah, that would be great. All right, let's do news for now. All right, as we dive back to see what news we haven't covered in the last two weeks, first thing I see here is, has there been a first hint at this year's main Dragon Ball video game? We are entering that April-May time frame when we would expect whatever November's big fighting game for the PS3 and 360, whatever that's going to be, this is about the time that we start hearing about it every single year. Usually May, if they're ready a little early, we'll hear something in April. For how many years has that gone on? Uh, a how lot. far back you want to count? Oh, jeez. Okay. <laughs> 
basically going back to uh, definitely this generation of games. And then there were a couple things that were a little different, like Burst Limit and Infinite World came out at non-November timeframes. But if you look at the other stuff, it's pretty consistent year to year. Well, Walmart's website has been fantastic over the years. It's where we first learned about Funimation releasing the Dragon Ball Blue Bricks. Well, Walmart's website had a listing for something called Dragon Ball Z HD, listing for the PS3 and 360, and all it really had was that it was coming out in October, and it was listed as a uh, fighting-slash-shooting game, which, what does that mean? Well, if you look back at last year's Ultimate Tenkaichi that was also fighting slash shooting. You think about the key blast and the mm. giant explosion. So it kind of falls in that category. HDA. Well, what does that mean? A lot of folks are jumping. Oh my God, it means they're going to do an HD collection of the Budokai games or the Sparking. I doubt that. It's probably just a random placeholder title for a game. Obviously, the yearly game coming out in November or October. Maybe. I can't believe it. Like, I really didn't expect anything for the fall. At all. Yeah, yeah, especially after last year's game, the sales going down. Well, here's the thing. We don't really know anything other than this October 2nd uh, release date Walmart site had listed there for 360 PS3. People have been saying, well, maybe it's just the Kinect game. If it was the Kinect game, it wouldn't also have a PS3 listing. We haven't seen any Kinect listings over here in the US, though. So are we going to have two games this fall? That would be kind of normal. Usually Oof. we have the main game and a handheld game, something like that. Crazy. So that's really the news right now. New game, probably October fifty nine ninety nine. Details to come, maybe. Yep, just like you hear every year. Just Good old Walmart breaking the leak. news. Yep, I, I would expect some scans from Jump at some point. You I just mean, hope. Well, that, yeah, that's how. It like goes. in September. No, no, we'll get some stuff now. It'll show Goku. It'll show Vegeta. They'll be fighting. New interpretation. Great presentation no, of Broly the classic Super franchise. Yes, Broly four. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, you want to move on? Yes, please. So the ongoing saga of Manga UK releases. Right. This has that. been hilarious to follow. So there was the deal where Toei's website, Mary, I believe you yeah, and I yeah. and Lance talked about this last time, had up that page that was taken down. Well, on March 28th, Manga UK announced for themselves, yes, we are putting out the orange bricks over here in the UK. Formal press release. Oh, gee, went act out. surprised. <laughs> I know. Everybody hide in a corner and act yeah. surprised. So, the first of the obviously nine sets, the Orange Bricks, that's coming out July 2nd this year for 34.99 euros. They already have a timetable set up for all of the sets. Uh, I believe the last one is coming out September 16th of next year. So, it's going to take them a little while to get through those, but uh, interesting. Yeah. Beats Big Green. Confirmed for Then again, reals. I guess nothing really beats Big no, Green. No, nothing does. For real. I don't know how much there is else to say about this. You can read the press release we have it on the website, which is now called Consent You. Yes. Consent Gotta keep you reminding don't. ourselves. Yes. What are we We're talking gonna slip. about here? We're totally going to slip. We're totally going to slip, and it's going to be fantastic. So you can check that out if you would like. And then as we cruise through the news, what else have we had this week? Oh, just one other video game thing. Uh, Namco Bandai's website over in Japan. If you search for Dragon Ball, there is now a little listing for Dragon Ball series tentative title Nintendo 3DS. Oh, okay. So it's not that HD thing. It's something else entirely. Yeah, this is separate. This is oh just on the Japan list. The last we heard about a 3DS thing was back in June 2010 when the system was unveiled during that year's E3. If 
it was not that afternoon. It was the next day. Namkabanda did one of those. We are indeed supporting the system, and here are the franchises we intend to produce games for. It was, right. Yeah, it was really early. Yeah. And then yeah. we heard nothing. Right. And Dragon Ball was on that list of like yeah, five or six franchises. Cool. Yeah. We haven't heard anything since then. This isn't a confirmation either. It's just, yeah, we'll probably we'll keep our eyes on that. Right. Bookmark that shit and we'll we'll look at it later. <laughs> Definitely. Uh no release date, no nothing on there. Again, just we'll keep our eyes on it. So some video game news, real international news here. We're jumping all over the place. We've got Japan, we've got the UK, we've got some American stuff thrown in the mix, I suppose. That's it. It feels like it's been a very eventful last two weeks, but it's mostly just been Heath and I going crazy. Let's drag them off. Yeah, you gotta get yourself back into the the routine of things. Things have been a little hectic for you. Yeah, I don't know. How how would you cover news I do? Language skills go. (laughs) Fading quickly. So I think we're done with the news, Mary. You and I are gonna dive back to, oh, geez, 1997. Oh, do I have to? Those years were very awkward. We're going to talk about late 1997 and Final Bout, but as I was saying earlier, less about the game itself. I don't think you need to say a whole lot about Final Bout as a game. It's terrible. If you haven't played it, you should, at least, you should at least play it you to need see to how try bad it. it is. Yeah. Call it a day. Don't delude yourselves. I did. <laughs> well, I want to talk about that. That's going to be a major talking okay. point. So I want to take you back to 1997, specifically as an American fan of the franchise. We've had the show on TV for a little bit, about a year, year, the Z portion at that point. So for us to be like, there's a Dragon Ball game coming out. And the strange thing was they rebranded the game as Dragon Ball GT GT Final Bout over here. It's just Dragon Ball Final Bout in Japan. And it's kind of this best of collection. Heavily GT because of uh, Ozaru Baby at the end. Yeah, I mean, that was just what it was so it was this strange thing where it's like filled with characters we've never seen before speak for yourself well i mean fan the folks watching it on upn or wb at the time who's cell who's fun who's who else is in there oh my god super Saiyan four go or super four goku or however it was in there at the time i mean it was just filled with six versions of goku yeah three versions (laughs) of trunks there's tons of just strange things in the game but part of what made dragon ball what it was to us at that time was this deluge of stuff and it was just there were so many th- i'm overwhelmed what can you discover and it's today? awesome it's yeah. awesome there were so many you learned a new thing like every moment of every day with Pretty the much. dragon ball franchise back then and i think final about did a lot of that for us at the time it's just oh there's these vill- every single villain is in here what what felt like every single villain so many versions of so many characters different outfits but it was just that i'm playing a dragon ball game and that was very different for us sure we'd only had the franchise for maybe a year at that point but japan had had famicom games super famicom games they had game after game after game we technically had a dragon ball game in north america it was just not called that right it was called dragon power over here on the nintendo came out i think in 86 uh somewhere on our forum and it'll be archived on the site somewhere i have the first issue of nintendo power and in the back of the magazine there's a little preview for dragon power and i believe they mentioned journey to the west in there Hmm. they don't mention dragon ball i'm pretty sure get the image up somewhere i'll definitely uh dig it up so we had a dragon ball game but none of us knew it and even digging back since it wasn't called dragon ball it's not like we knew that it was waiting to be played on an older system at that point so this was i'm playing the first dragon ball game basically 
that we knew. And that excitement, maybe this is getting ahead of ourselves. I don't think we've ever matched that any country in the world. The closest maybe we've come was 2002 with the first Dragon Ball Z Budokai game on PS2. Maybe. Because there had been a lull of games. But even at that point, there was Legendary Super Warriors on Game Boy Color. But there was still a lull of years where there were no Dragon Ball games. But I think for us American fans, that was the time where we dug back into the archives a little bit. Rediscovered stuff like... Um, Super Butoden. Yeah. I mean, emulation Battle 22. was coming into its own. So all the Super Famicom games, we were all playing on our keyboards trying to figure out how to play that. But yeah, because Final Bout was on the PS1, we discovered, oh, there were two other PS1 games, Ultimate Battle 22 and Idainaru Dolegomoru Densetsu. We just all called it Legends. We continued to call it Legends. Less of a mouthful there. So yeah, Final Bout kind of gave us that foray into Dragon Ball video games, but we're not going to talk about those other games. It'll be just Final Bout. Mary, I want to hear from you your discovery and your first playings of Final Bout. You didn't have a PlayStation. No. So in that era of 1997, how were you playing this game? First of all, I can't even remember how I happened upon the game. Yeah, I how mean, would you I was, know? I was huge into Dragon Ball at that point, like completely and utterly obsessed. So I don't know if I maybe came across it online, knew it was coming sure. out. I don't know if I read about it in maybe Ann America, if they covered it at all. I right. have no clue how I knew of its existence. You weren't reading video game magazines at the no, time, No, I wasn't. Were you? I was just reading anime magazines. Okay, because I know that we did an episode many years back where we talked about Dragon Ball's coverage in uh, video game magazines and Final Bout was getting a couple previews at the time Mm -hmm. because back then well gaming magazines were covering anime a little bit so the fact that a Dragon Ball game was coming out here I mean EGM had this I think six or eight page spread on Super Butoden 3 it's not like anyone was ever going to play it but they were really interested in covering that so the fact that Final Bout was coming out was oh we're definitely going to give this some coverage but if you weren't into that scene yeah I don't know how I I knew but like I said I devoured anything Dragon Ball so I guess so you found out yeah I found out somehow and you're right I didn't have a PlayStation so I found a store uh, a Blockbuster it wasn't in our town I think I had to go to a different town to do so to uh-huh. rent a PlayStation for the weekend or the yep. week and I also got the game that was a big thing back then we rented systems as like, well we weren't about to buy a uh, a PlayStation we had an N64 and a Super Nintendo and we didn't need a third system in the house oh I don't understand you, I know I don't about. understand so at that time, I was very, very fortunate in that I know Dragon Ball Z through both it airing in syndication here in the US, I was watching the dub, but at that point I was also into fan subs, so I was watching both languages simultaneously, plus some of my very first fan subs were of GT, so I knew of right. GT too, so there were no surprises. Right, so that version of, of Trunks and Pie, they were familiar to you at that And point. I was even more fortunate because, oh my god, I feel like such a lucky, nerdy teenager. <laughs> I got to borrow um, a modded, it was either a modded Super Nintendo or the game was modded, I can't remember, but I borrowed from a friend his system. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. Hyperdimension. Hyperdimension. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had had exposure to Japanese oh, Dragon geez. Ball Z video games at that point, like for reals and not emulated B. Right, right. (laughs) Listen to you. Yeah, it was super freaking hard. I saw the Dragon Ball dub before the Dragon Ball Z dub. I was playing Hyperdimension unemulated before any of you. I know, exactly. I can hold this over your head for life. (laughs) Totally can. So, oh, you know what? I just remembered that I must have known about the game's existence before I actually got my hands on it because I distinctly remember, I guess it would have been the summer of 97. I don't know what other year it could have been. Mm -hmm. Downloading the intro movie of Final Bout on my slow ass internet connection. Well, the game wasn't out until I think 
September in Japan. I think we got it in November. But still, I mean, you're in the rough time span there. Only because I remember um, I had to go clean the pool. So I could oh, you told to that clean story. the pool. Yeah, yeah. I was like, is it done downloading it? I'm back, back in, in the house. Every half hour. Buffer it a little bit. Like, oh, I saw five seconds of it. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So enough for that, the video. You know what? I guess I didn't rent the game the second it came out here. Maybe mm-hmm. I did. Yeah, I don't know how the video was online in the summertime, but I know it was summertime. Huh. In any event, okay. so I was very much aware of the game at that point to the point that I knew to go watch an intro video of it. Sure. And maybe you could help me dig around what site I could have possibly have gotten that off of Raditz back in the day. Raditz or Gohans. I probably have the file itself on a CD somewhere. Yeah. Back when CDs still only held, what was it, 650 yeah. megs instead of 700 megs? Something like that. Yeah. However, I found out about the game, probably the internet, I found out about it. I rented the system, rented the game, mm-hmm. played it religiously. My thumbs were so blistered. Yeah. I think in the back of my head I knew it wasn't a good game, but I did not care because I was playing well, the Dragon the Ball characters. We all knew and didn't want to admit to ourselves how awful of a game it was, but because we were so into it, and it was just, it wasn't the height of Dragon Ball in the US, but it's kind of like this mini peak during syndication before it eventually moved over to yeah, Cartoon Network. Yeah, and that was the peak. That was, it was, we're playing a Dragon Ball. I don't understand how amazingly awesome this is right now so that's kind of how you discovered the game sort of you guess i don't even know how i discovered it but i got my hands on it but you rented the system you rented the game i rented systems all the time i rented my saturn before i eventually bought it yeah so me i was definitely into it at the time i was living in massachusetts i had a friend named blake he was i forget whether his dad was stationed in japan one of those kids but he had weekly jumps And he was super into Dragon Ball and specifically the Japanese version. So I was reading in air quotes the the cell game and his giant phone book weekly jumps. And he knew the game was coming out. We were super like we were two peas in a pod with Dragon Ball at that point in time. And when that game came out, he bought it. I didn't buy it right away because he bought it. And also our local blockbuster had a copy. So I was like, why would I need to buy this game? Not knowing, of course, I probably should have bought five copies of the game. Right. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. So we were playing it every weekend for months upon months on end. And that's all we did was we played Final Battle. And we had other friends over. His brother's friend was a musician. I believe he played guitar. And his claim to fame was being able to mash a button faster than our auto fire controllers just because he had muscle built up in his hand guitaring. I don't, I don't know. It was a long time ago. And there was just no beating him in the uh, Kamehameha clashes. Like, oh, I was terrible at those. Wh- why would you bother doing it? So we all developed strategies to make sure we stayed in close to fight against him because we were never going to win if we decide to go into those battles. Uh, you could do, I and mean, there were the meteor attacks and all that stuff as well. But, uh, you know, you, you got your little tactics. My tactic to this day has always been I use Vegito and I stay in close. The close version of his final Kamehameha doesn't have this long charge time for it. He fires it pretty fast and it does pretty good damage. That's the only way I can play that game. See, I didn't have strategy. I just played <laughs> every version of Trunks over and over again. Well, it didn't really matter because the game controlled so poorly. Yes, it did. Even if you decided you had a strategy, it's not like you could enact it. It just wasn't going to happen. So we played for hours upon hours on end, weeks on end. I wasn't going to buy a copy. And I actually did not ever buy an American copy of the first run of Final Bout. I didn't own the game until I bought the Japanese version a couple years later. It must have been 1999. The American version was already long 
unavailable at that point. So I just bought the Japanese version. I and knew it in and out. And, and that's how I got reintroduced to it. Oh, yeah. So when I met you. Yeah, known me probably the next year at that point. Yeah, Final Battle. Oh, my God. Let's play Dragon Ball video games together. You loaned me your PS1. I did because you took screen caps of Trunks for your website, I believe, yes. at that time. I also borrowed your uh, X-Men versus Street Fighter. Did you? Yes. Do I own that it's game? It's Street Fighter EX. Well, I know I own Street Fighter EX. Of course I do. I own it. English and Japanese. Ain't effing around on that one. So let's talk about the crazy eBay years for a little bit here. As far as we know, what documentation, little documentation there is, it sounds like the game received about a 10,000 copy run. Pretty low, but made sense for the time because who's going to buy a Dragon Ball game at that point? The game definitely was selling for $250 on eBay within a couple of years. And mm. it stayed that way for a few years on end. And it was notorious. People to this day, when they talk about uh, high-priced games going on eBay, you'll the obligatory Radiant Silver Gun, all that stuff. But people will still bring up, "Hey, remember when Final Bout was two hundred fifty dollars?" And Mary, I remember you've talked often about the flea market uh, that you mm-hmm. used to go to to get your fan subs. It was when we were in college. I remember we went there once, and they had an American copy of Final Bout, and there was no sticker price on it. It was just kind of up in one of those glass cabinets. I was thinking to myself, "Do they not know what they have?" So I asked them how much it was, and they wanted one hundred fifty bucks for it. Hmm. And I didn't buy it. It was still better than what you could find on eBay. Oh, it absolutely was. It was a steal for $150. And it's crazy I to don't think. even remember this experience. No? No. Oh, I see a photographic memory of Dragon Ball video yes. games in public. Yes. I'm glad you that. remembered. <laughs> and it's crazy to think because the game was ultimately re-released many, many, many yes. years later. I believe the PS2 but was already out. it just wasn't special that No, way. it wasn't. But it, <laughs> it received new cover art. And the funny thing is the... Um, it was Atari that handled the relicensing and the redistribution of it, but they didn't alter the game's coding at all. It's still the Bondi logo that comes up, no Atari branding, still the original um, replaced English voices and still the Japanese oh, wow. voices in-game. There's new cover art, though, and I remember that was the selling point for it because it was all they could come up with to market that game. It's like exclusive new cover art from Japan, dot, dot, dot. Yes. That's all they you. had for it. But it made it available to that many more people. It did. It did. And for better for, or worse. For better or worse. Exactly. And that also kind of brought us Ultimate Battle 22, domestic release of that a couple yes. years later. But and to for this that, day, I am grateful for like the little bit of retro love. Oh, absolutely. Not that I want to call this game retro because that just is wrong. Because it's frightening when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And to this day, Legends Remains, the one game that we did not get over here, the, the one PS1 game yeah. we didn't get in North America. I think that was at the flea market too. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that there were two anime stores in the flea market? Yeah, there was the... one that's like kind of near the entrance and there was one kind of in the middle. Um, we're, we're probably thinking about the same one that had Final Bout. Maybe. I mean, when I think of the flea market and getting my fans, like, I, I only think of the one by the front, but I'm just remembering that there was one in the middle where I got a lot of my movies from. Yeah, it was in the middle. And I do area. remember seeing the cover for Legends yeah. there. I was like, oh, okay. I don't know that one. I do want to talk about your April Fool's joke. Oh, yes. Do you remember what Best year this one. was? Was it 03? No way. Would have been like 2001, 2002 tops. Probably 2001. 2002. What? 2000. Oh my God. So this joke is 10 years old. Okay. Yep. 2002. Fake Dragon Ball GT. Final bout. Game cheat codes. Fake screenshot. So I guess we should talk a little bit about why this came to be. There was always a long-standing rumor that Gotenks was a playable character in Final Bout. The 
typical code or whatever you saw was beat the games nine times on hard with trunks and you would unlock Gotenks. Of course, the playable character, the unlockable characters in the game, there are a, a bunch at the bottom and then Super Saiyan 4 Goku was his own separate one. But it kind of left two empty spaces on that bottom third row. Easily photoshoppable. Yes. So we decided because we're terrible human beings to take it upon ourselves in 2002. And uh, this with was your no, joke that year. With no thought for if this would proliferate through the internet and become a myth, which I don't know if it did or not. It did because years later I saw serious questions about I heard peel off is playable in Final Bout. Oh no. See, that was not my intent. <laughs> because you know I update the next day saying, haha, this right. is a joke. Well, it doesn't matter because my AF logo, I've seen it reinterpreted, like the metallic brushed yeah. AF. I've seen that in use in other places now. Okay. Like a different version of it. The stuff that we did, unfortunately, yes, proliferated and made the internet a worse place to live. Maybe I am happy about that. <laughs> so tell me about it. So uh, there were those two empty spaces. Obviously, we're going to put Gotenks there. And the idea behind Peel Off was, well, we just want a Joe character that'll tip people off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We thought it would be a little obvious, like, oh, please. I don't actually remember how this came into being. I mean, I guess in terms of the actual construction of it, we just copied and pasted one of the existing blocks, found a, a good image of Gotenks looking straight forward, kind of resized it. down a little bit, but yeah, yeah. Resized it to be the kind of same cropping Blurred as the other pictures. all hell. Yeah. And we were just talking the other day about how we, we didn't... We wish we did a better job on Pilaf. Yeah, Pilaf needs more blur on him. He's a little too... Uh, Crisp. Yeah, Looks like just a standard GIF kind of... But you know what? I don't think I would have come up with this idea on my own. No, it was definitely the two of us. Okay. I was going to say, I'm not that smart. I don't know what I did that year for an April Fool's joke. It was probably roses and tulips and pencil eraser Vegeta thing at that point. I, I don't know what I did. Good job, Mary. You, you did that. And thankfully, you still had the original... Well, original, but the full-size version that we made of that image that I was able to re-add to the rumor guide on Consensu now. So I always had helped. a little, you know, reduced size one on uh, Daisenshu EX, but because we got the horizontal space now and I can yes. include it and link to the bigger version. So yay, it's it's still all there. So hooray, thank you for keeping an archive of, of stuff. Of course, I try my best. That's why my site's still low. It's an archive. <laughs> this should hopefully end the years of incorrect final bout codes appearing on GameFAQ sites everywhere. Indeed, you can play as Gotenks and even peel off and the proof is right here. Smiley face. I'm an asshole. <laughs> so what else is there to say? Again, we're not going to talk much about the game, even though we kind of did a little bit, but just that time of being a fan. And I don't think it was matched other than Budokai. And Budokai 1 was a little janky, but it had so much love put into it and the presentation and all that. We've spoken so many times about how Final Bout had two things going for it. It's opening and it's music. There was no love put into anything else in that game. And I think that shined through a little bit Budokai not in Final Bout. So, I love the music in Final Bout. Oh, it's fantastic. It's amazing. There's a lot of carryovers from the Super Famicom days. Yeah. And from uh, the Hikari PS1. no willpower, yeah, so Hikari that made no me happy. In there. Yep, yep. I don't know, I just remember being really, really obsessed with the game and, oh my god, I'm playing the characters. It was like that with me in Hyperdimension too, mm -hmm. where you know, that that game didn't age quite so well either, but I was just so blinded by my fandom. I've always felt Hyperdimension was a little overrated, but that's just me, and I'm, I'm happy to take that up with the millions of fans who are starting riots right now over that state. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing else, really, other than... Uh, well, here's a question. Have you had any other fandom experiences yes. like that? Oh, God, yes. Ronma video games because that had its domestic release here. And it was and that's another probably one where it's like, worse than Final Bout. Play it a little bit later. It's like, oh my God, this is 
this is terrible. But I didn't care because I was so addicted right. to Ranma. Right, you know, right. Play the characters. Oh, my God. Have you ever felt that way with any of the X-Men games that you've ever played? Maybe Children no, of the Atom? No, because all the X-Men or? games were actually good. Well. I shouldn't say all of them because I didn't have a Genesis, so I didn't really play that one. Well, you have that now. I have it's it now. It's pretty fantastic. Uh, let's see. There was one for Super Nintendo that I really liked. Uh, I liked Children of the Atom. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking PS1 era armor, but of course there were Super Nintendo games and even NES games. So. But yeah, absolutely. I had the same feeling with the X-Men games and as I did with Dragon Ball games. How many of them did you know in the back of your head were, well, this isn't a great game, but... There was a, a game on the Super Nintendo. It was Arcade's Revenge, and it was Spider-Man plus some of the X-Men. Uh-huh. And that game I, I rented religiously like practically every other weekend in the back of my head i knew that one wasn't very good but i think it's because i was terrible at it but no i've legitimately liked every x-men game i've ever played i've never disliked any of oh, them oh please was it next dimension on gamecube and ps2 oh, okay i didn't and... count those <laughs> so you just discount the bad ones no because i thought we we're talking about retro games and that's not old enough for no, me uh, okay GameCube's not old enough i agree yeah <laughs> yeah those were shit those were terrible bottom anyway Ugh. worse than final bout Worse than you Final Bout. Is Next Dimension the name of that one? Yeah. I think so. Because at least with playing Final Bout, I would still get that warm and fuzzy feeling from playing it, even if it's just nostalgia. But with those X-Men games on the GameCube, they're just, I fucking love X-Men. And, oh my God, my love for it cannot save how I feel about I think that Mutant game. Academy 1 and 2 on PS1 are better than that game. I'm pretty sure we have two on PS1. Should pop that back in at some point. So what else is there anything else to say about the 97 era and final bout just it was just, a uh, magical my slow internet time. connection and I could not get information fast enough to learn about this game <laughs> Right right that's how they got you back then is you couldn't learn about things fast enough Yeah how about you what about me? I don't know. What's your... Do you have any comparable experiences? What, fandom stuff? Yeah. And earlier? No, because I wasn't really into anything to that degree before Dragon Ball. Really? And obviously it's ruined my life since then. <laughs> no. So nothing else since. Not true. Brought yeah. us together. Well, that's fine. Duh. There have been, you know, like One Piece and Naruto games and all that kind of stuff. It's like, oh, this is kind of okay, but I think that's about it. Yeah, I think so. So, uh, obviously, there's a, a ton of website work to still do at this point. So, I think I should get back to working on that with Heath. We have a, a lot to accomplish. Yes, of course, the forum's coming back, hopefully, this week. Everything is there. Easier said than done. How big is the database file? It's, it's about a gig. Yeah. And, and it's not even just that. It's integrating it into the site. So, everything talks to each other. Right. So commenting on a news post on the main proper website ties to your account that you use on the forum. And this is all functionality that's never existed before. Right. And when we post a podcast episode, it automatically generates the thread thread and the the feedback and all that stuff. Yeah. So we're we're working on that. It's going to be awesome. Yes. So uh, all the posts are there. All your PMs are there. Don't worry about anything. It's all coming. We're not going to fuck that stuff up. It's coming. Big, big thanks to Lost in Thought. He uh, handled transparency transferring over the database itself because it was beyond uh, what I was capable of. So uh, I mentioned it last episode, but um, by him presence, he deserves it. (laughs) If you love the forum that much, send him a couple bucks or a DVD set or something. Maybe we can uh, set something up for him. Appreciate that. But everything's coming. We're we're putting more content back up. Julian's finishing up, I think, all of the Z movie song retranslations. He is kicking ass and taking names and he's all out of bubblegum. So he's going to do more lyrics. (laughs) I've never seen Julian chew bubblegum. Fair point. I never have either. I've seen him kick ass, though. Yeah. At singing. Anyway. So, Mary, thank you for joining me here on uh, the first episode of Konzenshi, the the podcast. I am thrilled to have 
been a part of this. But we're just continuing onward. 294. Why would we start over? It's it's the same no. as it's always been. And you don't want to. I mean, it's different if this was like a comic book and then you want a number one to increase sales. Giant size comes into number one. Exactly. But at this point, no. you've got brand awareness and quite a uh, a back catalog that and you don't want. It's wanna... been here for years anyway, yeah. so whatever. I mean, we've we've been building it up slowly, so it feels natural anyway. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's all been coordinated and on, manipulated. on purpose. You've all been manipulated to do this. Uh, Mary, before we wrap up the show here, it's kind of a shorter episode. Obviously, there's a lot of stuff going on. We need to get back to that GT review. It's not going to happen next week because I'm out tough. of town it's all tough. three days. And coordinating with Jeff is tough too. And just the site took over our lives for months and weeks on end. But Mary, I do thank you for kind of watching from the sidelines and offering your moral support. Heath and I did moral thank our wives. and, and uh, uh, usability critiquing. Yeah, when we got more we're working on. Don't yes. worry about that. Is there anything you want to say about just I'm the, just the so, and... so excited to see what the future holds for all this talent that is now living under this one roof of a it's website. so much easier. Oh and hey, technology-wise, you've you've stepped beyond your comfort zone and oh you got God. to learn new things and now your website is dynamic, so yep. to speak. Gone are the days of your plain old HTML pages. I like my Probably HTML. still had font tags in it. And uh, not crazy. the homepage anymore. Homepage. <laughs> anyway, so, thank I'm you. excited. Good, good. Glad to hear. Anything you want to... I'm going to post on your news posts. Okay. I'm going to comment. I know I'm going to say first and then you're going to slap me. <laughs> banned. <laughs> I'm going to get banned. Again. Uh, anything you want to talk about, plug, going on, anything? I'll just say that going on four years of not having updated my website, Temple and Trunks, you can find it at T-E-M-P-L-E-O-R-U-T-N-K-S. No, that's <laughs> not my website. It's T-E-M-P-L-E-O-T-R-U-N-K-S dot com. There you go. You I haven't typed that in into a browser in a long time, so I forgot how to spell it. You can go back and check out the, the posts about April Fool's. I guess I'll link to your April Fool's page. Yeah, that'd so be great. Some of that stuff. Temple of Goldo. Temple, Temple of Goldo. Temple, yeah, yeah. Good stuff back then. We had fun. So thank you, man. Thank you, sir. So, uh, yeah, that leaves me. My name is Mike Vegito EX for you over there, for Julian, obviously, for Heath, Mr. Hugio, for Jake, Mr. Herms, for all these fine folks all together now under Konzenshu, K-A-N-Z-E-N-S-H-U-U dot com. We're still working out, uh, you know, the contact and all that stuff. So you, social media-ness. You know how to get, yeah, the Facebook thing is a disaster. You can't rebrand your URL. Seriously, Facebook. You, you have to put in a request. Did you do that yet? No, I haven't done well, it Well, then yet. you need to do that. Yeah, I know I need to do that. Who are they going to listen to? You have no one to but yourself. Yeah, that's right. So. I like my finger. So if you want to get in touch with us, you know all the usual ways. Facebook, Twitter, grab us there. Heath and I live on Twitter all day long, so we'll definitely see what you got. And there is a contact form on the uh, every page of the site actually got a question. We've got a lot of feedback. Oh my god, thank you so much, everyone! So many amazing, just are you guys for reals? I don't trust you kind of responses. I loved reading on April Fool's Day the people that were in disbelief and refused to believe it until the next day. I'm like, oh, you people. It is true. <laughs> if only but that's did. why we did this. And my thing was, that was the joke, to, obviously, to launch in April 1st. And if you didn't believe it, if you clicked through more than any one page on the site... You saw that they did the whole site. <laughs> like, it was a site. It was there. It wasn't a homepage. A lot of people have been joking that the, the punchline to this is next year we go back to the two sites. Oh, God, no. Maybe we'll do that. I don't know. 
So Mary, again, thank you for all those fine folks. Kanzenshu.com. We'll be back in your ears with some type of episode, I'm hoping. So I'm out of town all next weekend, but 295, you'll get something in some capacity. Maybe I'll leave Heath in charge for the first time. Whoa. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if he's ready for that yet. We'll see. So uh, thank you again. Thanks for enjoying the new site. We had a lot of awesome stuff coming your way, and of course we do. We'll see you next week. This is Kanzenshu, the podcast, episode 294. I don't even know what week it is. (laughs) Week of April 8th. 8th.